When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we're talking about a movie that I picked for us to watch. But why, Matt? I have us watch all the Critters movies at this point. So <laughs> it was funny. I was watching this movie. Well, this movie wasn't funny, but I was watching this movie. And are you serious? And I thought, God, this movie's like fucking tame. Like this is like like yeah. the 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 body count is two two people. Yep. There's like almost no blood or gore or anything. And then I remembered that I watched this movie for the very first time in this very room that I'm currently recording in when I was like eight. Oh shit. <laughs> like it was like it was like when you were like trying to like dip your toe into horror movies, right? Yeah. Right. And sci-fi would always show all of the critters movies so like i was aware enough of what the critters were that i was like this is fine like i'm still like afraid to watch like a real horror movie but critters is fine and i was spending the night at my aunt's house she used to have a pull-out couch up here and we went to the video store to rent something and i'm actually pretty sure brian and i were both here and we rented critters three and we watched a lot of critters three because you know you got a five-day rental you're gonna get you your five it. days worth Absolutely. out of out of that Different rental. Time. You keep going back trying to find anything interesting that you might have missed, and it's yeah. still not there. Dude, I think I and watched Jaws: just... of Revenge like eight times when I was a kid because we had a five day rental of it, and I'm like, well, it's something new. It's it's something different. It's got um, that new car smell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, drive it around the block a couple times. Mm. But when I was watching this. I do think that this is the worst of the Critters movies. Um, Dude, which is how like is not... this worse than four and five put together? Well, there's not a... Oh, I forgot that five existed. Well, five was I that like... five existed. Five wait, was that we, Shutter we TV five? special. Well, no, we did wait, five doesn't... We did Five is four? only the... There's only four of them. There's only four movies and then the TV series that Shutter produced. 
Oh, oh, and um, so three and four were the ones that they were doing at the same time. At the same time. The okay, ending okay, of three is about. the beginning of four. Beginning of four, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused because I was like, isn't it four and five that they were doing in tandem? And that was like a year ago. I don't know why my brain was like, sucks no, so No, 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 that's all right. No, Here's the thing. these movies suck so bad. It's not your brain. These movies suck so, so Critters <laughs> Thanks, and Ghoulies yeah. have the exact same track record, which is like number two is all the way up here, and then... Like the next best one is like somewhere down yeah. here. Like yeah. like it's such a giant gap between how good Ghoulies Two and Critters Two are in comparison to like Ghoulies One, Three, and Four and Critters One, Three, and Four. That yeah. it's just it, it's chaos. And I think that both of them also like Ghoulies and Critters, both movies that we have not talked about. We've talked about their sequel. Well, we've talked about a sequel for Ghoulies. But we've talked about the sequels. We never talked about the original movies. I do think that we'd get good episodes out of them. But at the end of the day, probably the first of the franchise is not the worst one in the franchise, but it's mm. definitely the most boring of the franchise. <laughs> like, first is not the worst. Second is the best. Third is the one that we'll put to rest because this fucking movie. Wow, is... that was. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I, I wish I workshopped it a little bit more, but uh, so, a good response. Good notes, everyone. Thank no, you. Well, I do have a note that we need to talk about because I read this trivia factoid and the downward spiral that it sent me through oh, good. trying to figure something out. Yep. Did either of you look up any trivia on this movie or no, did you just I turn this movie off and try not. to forget? Okay. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. So this will be the first time you guys hear it. On the uncut Saul... DVD commentary track. Carrie okay. <laughs> Elius says that in 1991 he passed on the offer to play Josh in the movie Critters 2. Now Josh is the role that Leonardo DiCaprio plays. So I did some math. <laughs> if this is true, then they were torn between 17-year-old at the time, Leonardo DiCaprio, almost young enough for current day Leonardo DiCaprio to date. Oh, and, nailed it. And Carrie Elius would have been 29 at the time. So, yeah, yeah. That's two, this is two years before. Uh, this is two years. This is th four years after Princess Bride. Right. And two, no, I, was, I was thinking The Crush. Uh, yeah. Two years before The Crush. Two years before The Crush. So that was who they originally. That's my frame of reference. According him. to yes, him. Yeah. He, so one of two things can be true. Thing number one, he just forgot the name of the character that definitely, he was asked definitely. to play. How was he supposed to know? <laughs> but, On the Saw commentary. He don't remember. <laughs> but thing number two could be that this was offered to him and the character was supposed to be a little bit older and then they changed it. And the only reason I think that's possible is the line of dialogue when you first meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Because um, he shows up, the little brother's like looking down the hill, and he grabs the kid's arm to be like, yo, kid, don't fall dead. Like, be careful. And the mm. girl's like, get off him, you perv. And like, yeah, that was a, that, I oh, wrote that yeah. note down because I was like, that yeah. is a weird <laughs> and, addition. Okay. And then she also says, like, you don't even know this guy. And I'm like, I don't know if you would call someone who's the same guy. age as you guy, but then that logic goes completely out the window when the character has an evil stepfather, which is way more pathetic to a 30 year old man. That, <laughs> that, that would have been amazing I if he was 30. He's like, I hate you, dad. I don't want to go to the, I want to go to see the poors was, with you. Yeah, was that guy your father? Stepfather. 
<laughs> I don't know why this the the other weird reality break for me is the idea that these two people who have never met each other before end up at the exact same rest stop only to find out that they are tenants and landlord <laughs> of a building. You like, know, there's there's so many we were just talking about a show like this that existed. So I don't know if anybody remembers Secret Life of the American Teenager. Nope. But basically <laughs> It's a it's a soap it's a teen soap opera for lack of a better term and basically it begs the question are there only five or six families in the whole universe that exist because they all interact with only each other and nobody else like so and this this feels like that it's like oh they go to the campground and then they go to the rest stop and then they're all in the same apartment complex but they just they don't have pre-established relationships yet somehow the universe has kept them in the same bubble the uh it because sense. they are actually in purgatory and they need to pay for their sins in their nah. past life See now you're on to something. <laughs> like, did you realize is... the critters are little demons? This is galactic purgatory, and that's yes. why that dude comes back. I had I had so many notes for the first like 25 minutes of this movie, and then they just stop because yeah. then I'm like, what more can I say? I'm glad I'm not the it's, only one. It's just more of the same at a certain point. Can, yeah. can I can I tell you my only two notes that sure. I took? Sure. Is one of them calling out that fluorescent lime green oversized hat that our main character Dude, is wearing? Dude, I actually have a line that just says, <laughs> I swear I had that goddamn shirt that, that Leo it. is wearing. Um, yeah. I had that outfit. It was like a weird like abstract design shirt that was in like these dark purples like fuchsia and and like weird brown it was black. like it was like pack sun when it was just pacific sun it was yes. it was not fully, <laughs> well no like i would was, not have yeah, been we hadn't cool learned to, to wear oh, that sure, to wear sure, pack sure. sun that was some fucking jc penny shit right there yeah. um for, yeah, for yeah, me yeah. but uh <laughs> then but he's wearing that shirt and i'm like i swear i had that fucking shirt and then all the neon hats and the frisbee and the shorts and everything and i'm like yeah what an innocent time summer fun baby yeah summer loving yeah. have me some fun <laughs> have me a blast uh, yeah uh, I, I think carrie might have been trying actually talking about frank the character i feel like he probably makes more sense as frank the the apartment complex yeah. maintenance man so um, man that dude sucks and his can hair, you imagine his hair was outrageous. Man. <laughs> I feel like everything about that nuts. guy was outrageous, except for his everything. death, which was very so here. Boring. Which was mild. The word "tame" is the word of the day for this yeah, episode. Man, you don't want it, You never want to see a maintenance man going through the tenants' uh, painties. T- uh, what we call, I love we call bras he, he, titty panties. Is titty, what we call bras. Uh, they're actually called titty pants. Titty pants. Um, they're titty, titty pants. pants. Uh, but yeah, like I love that 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 bra kind of like has it should have gotten a writing credit or I mean not a, it should have gotten a, a, a credit in the, the 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 credit scroll because it yeah. showed up enough that it's is kind of like this weird thing. Um, as much as if it had a line, it would have gotten this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it had I, a line, it would have been eligible for SAG. So <laughs> SAG, oh, it wouldn't have SAG oh once, not even once. The best part about that bra is that its shining moment is when the um the the woman who has her hair in rollers and she's wearing like a a, a mumu she goes down to Jews. yeah perpetual woman unreasonably woman. horny for charlie the whole movie yeah <laughs> odd just odd um she sees the goo green goo on that bra and she's like you pervert about frank i'm like lady 
do you not know what human uh, like excretion colors are? Because green does not denote sexy it times. It ain't one of them. Yeah, right, well, yeah. It's, Rarely. it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Matt, I know it's been Uh-oh. a little bit, but uh, I go to the doctor. Um, yeah. So I I want to I want to write down one of my notes because uh, there's no way to get here without just reading it. Yeah, you sure. know that classic road trip tune, Big Rock Candy Mountain, that everybody sings on road Man. trips. Man, so <laughs> do you guys? I, I wasn't going to use it. I'm not going to use it as my um, double feature. So I think that now is the best time to make the joke. But I was like, if I was a real sporting man, I would have picked um. Oh, brother, where art thou? Where as the now? as the double feature, just because <laughs> yeah, of Big Rock Candy Mountain. That's the only other movie that I can imagine that has that yeah, fucking so- song in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so random. Um, the first like, I would say about the first twenty minutes of this movie is just an early '90s sitcom. Like every yeah. like the way the jokes are written, the way the characters are presented. So I had a couple examples, right? Like. <laughs> First of all, Charlie shows up. We'll start here, actually, because this is right before it gets sitcom-y. Charlie shows up. Now, I, as a person who have seen all of the Critter movies, would have had a hard time deciphering what he is trying to tell these children. So people <laughs> who have zero context of the history of these crites are, like, he's already failing, right? But it leads, this is where the 90 sitcom trend starts. Because then we get this, like, three minute flashback montage sequence that like all it needed was any type of like soundtrack loudly playing over top of it to just fit into any friend's clip show where he's just like "Ooh, we've been here before remember those times guys and then it's just like oh something strange is going on (laughs) or i guess it did it needed a critter's theme or it's like 91 so like i guess it would have been like it's all right he moves in mysterious ways. And it's just Ooh. like all the scenes from Critters 1 and 2. Um, then we get this weird joke that I think the kids weren't allowed to say the word shit. And thus it ruins the joke. Because the girl says crap and then the brother says crap. And the dad's like, hey, watch your language up there. And then he gets like the green on his hand and is like, shit. And I'm like, I no, I think that it was exactly how it was. It's just not a good joke. It's they, like, it, it was executed exactly as the writers. You're you're writing the better joke. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For like, them. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know, that's what, but yeah, so there's that. And then we meet Frank and Betty, who just literally have the banter of like two neighbors in any 90s sitcom. Yeah. Where it's just like, just insults hurled back and forth towards each other and him just being like, hey, oh, what's going on here? Which I do probably the best crafted joke in the whole movie, which is a low ass bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But Frank is holding a a fishbowl with a fish in it. And she goes, ah, so you're dating outside of your species now. And he goes, ha ha. And she goes, I wasn't talking to you, Frank. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, she's talking to the fish. What a <laughs> writing <fun>. genius. <laughs> Wacky. <laughs> I almost, someone could take the first like 10 minutes of this ep- uh, this movie and just throw like canned laughter underneath it. And it would <laughs> throw like yeah. the, the Seinfeld slap bass and people would just be like, oh, I've never seen this. Episode. I think you're going to have to now. <laughs> yeah. Why <laughs> do we have a TikTok if not for this? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jot that this down. was not a good movie. The mm. the critter. Do the you crates, feel bad for your choice here? No, because I think we're getting a good episode. But 
The crates, well, the crates looked sick. I mean, I, the like, crates, I don't yes. think that I don't think that I. I mean, I think this is the best. Is the the crates looked. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is like really more than way, two. So here's the thing. I I think that because in this one and in four, there's fewer of them. Uh, they're okay. able to really like give them all. It's some, because like, they extra only had detail. four fucking. Yeah. puppets that they had to maintain but yeah the, that's right. the puppets just are like super detailed and mobile and kind of impressive like they they look better than this movie deserves them. So, well, well you know like, what they were trying to do with this movie was they were trying to do gremlins yes mm-hmm. it's, it's, well, they it's were very also, obvious they were apparently also trying to do towering inferno since it's literally the exact <laughs> same plot of like building burning so let's get to the roof (laughs) (laughs) i think that like also yeah you're right so they had this whole like especially when they're in the kitchen they just have this whole gremlins-esque scenario but then it's the chiodo brothers doing it too so then you feel like it is like when the killer clowns get to explore the spaces in which they are and they get to do like like their own their specific creature things so i guess this this crit's just gonna fart on the stove or whatever the <laughs> real fuck. weird and real weird the bean so that was my only other note was just the beans yeah <laughs> it's frank's it's- hair and the beans and apparently i tuned the fuck out i um, actually when i saw the beans now this wasn't my first watch of this but it was my first actual watch of it um i mm. have fallen asleep to this movie more than once how how could you <laughs> who knows probably was uh just high or something um, but when the beans were literally spilled by that crate, I was like, oh, my God, is that crate taking a shit? Because it was so it was it was, it this was weird. It looked like it was coming out of a pouch in its ass. And I was like, oh, my God, is this how crates shit? Is this crate shit? This movie wouldn't have been above showing us how the crates shit in all. Honesty. I mean, what? We are just writing a better movie. This whole episode is we just are. us writing a better fucking movie. I, hey, I would do. you guys allow us to remake Critters Three? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're not. We, we're not going I don't, to go the Passion of the Krites. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to go with the third one, dude. Let's. No, no, okay. we don't need Leo. We really. We need Carrie. We need yeah. Carrie. Yeah. Uh, for this. The other thing with this is also that like. Beyond the fact that the death total is very teeny tiny and small. There's so many characters. Like, I'm like, why would you have this many characters survive? There's like, there's literally like 12 people in this apartment building. They just get to keep living their lives after this is over. (laughs) There's no problem. Like, not that that I'm pretending that the Critters movies ever had like a crazy high body count, but like, I feel there's a lot of people climbing through this apartment. They're, the yeah, ratio, the ratio of live to dead people is is wrong. But think yeah. about this also: is that this entire apartment building is going up, and the Krites only kill two people. We don't yeah. know if smoke inhalation killed more. That's yeah. true. Maybe yeah, maybe right. the killer came much later in life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like they didn't die today, but man, the lung disease that they took on <laughs> inhaling all those fumes, uh, the Krites won in the long run. I do appreciate. But honestly, the only thing I appreciate in this movie is, like you said, the crates look good. They move around. Um, there's like the one like warning scream that the one does uh, to alert the other ones. But every it's like the writers of Family Guy wrote this because like every single bit goes like too 10 long. to 15 seconds too long. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yep. the dude who wrote this is David J. Shaw, mm-hmm. and he is like a relatively prominent horror 
if to me at least horror nonfiction writer he's done a lot of like sort of like those encyclopedias of and like oh. so he's a very knowledgeable horror writer and then also had done some horror fiction in the 90s as well um as Can far you as find like, that on horror finds or um uh, well, you could but it's sold out i'm sold <laughs> out of shao baby no <laughs> shao chow for you i mean he's i i saw that too like not only does this dude have like some legitimate credentials as like a horror dude although i mean his credits are wild because it's like he did this he wrote like Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Like he wrote like a lot of bad movies. And then out of nowhere, he wrote The Crow in 1994, which is like, yeah. like how did, did you he go write from it by himself? Critters 3, him and John Shirley. But like, how maybe did, that's the special sauce. But I'm like, how do you literally go from <laughs> in three years, Critters 3 to The Crow? But he's like, like you were saying, according to Wiki, like he's done DVD commentaries for like mm-hmm. The Dirty Dozen. Yeah. The, the Green Mile, the original creature from the Black Lagoon, like he's like a, a How horror does he historian. Get oh, oh, because he's a, he used he, to. He's, I think he he used to come into Jump Cut Cafe every once in a while um, because he wrote The Hills Run Red, which is which is actually very very fun. I liked that movie. I don't know yeah. if it has enough panache for horror movie night, but you know, yeah, if so, if yeah. we're talking about catchphrases, it's on my long list. That's yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. His his writing credits up to The Crow is literally exclusively films we've talked about on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He did yeah. he did Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream ba- the Dream Child, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Critters 3 and 4, and then The Crow. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is yeah. there's a reason why we've discussed all those except for The Crow, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then his next screen his next film screenplay is Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning, which is awful <laughs> like, yeah. was that the the movie. which one's the re- the beginning was that the one like 2007 that, is, or that was 2006 or? yeah okay. 2006 yeah yeah um, and you know what I, though like that's the other thing though is that like i mean all of those are studio led sequels to popular like to popular movies then he yeah wrote, so you just kind of get two, jammed up in that and mm-hmm, yeah. yeah he he wrote two masters of horrors and three episodes of creep show yeah i think that the reason why he gets all these offers though is because he knows the source material he does yeah, and that's the thing in his defense also with at least the dream child and leatherface those are two films that are also infamous studio like Fuck getting their oh, fucking yeah, yeah. fingers all over it. So yeah, he's. Been, so, so, I, I, I would it, say he's probably yeah. been through the fucking ringer here, uh, <laughs> as far as as far as films go. I mean, what a dream to be able to like work on those properties and then all of a sudden just be like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> just, you, you think it's a dream until it's a nightmare because it's it's just destroying everything you love and all the yeah. work that well, you've it's like done. How many? How many of these directors that we absolutely adore have like had these stories? Like the one that I jump to all the time is fucking Toby Hooper, who like, you know, did his time with studios and was like, fuck that shit. I'm just (laughs) making small independent movies again. Same with like George Romero for many years was just Mm -hmm. like, I'm done with it. Like, I, I think that 
horror more than almost any other genre is definitely a genre that no matter how respected the genre can be, no matter how profitable the genre can be, studios are always fucking terrified about, yeah. <laughs> about releasing those what movies. What about our money? Yeah, so they have to like... Too many cooks. Which like doesn't fucking make sense <laughs> because they cooks? also most of the time have the lowest fucking overhead on the production anyway. So yeah, you you're not paying the actors anything. Yeah. You're giving them... <laughs> Mayonnaise sandwiches. I, I actually just remembered a, uh, a quick little aside. So a quick aside, and then I got to find out what Kyle's drinking. And then we should be done discussing this fucking movie. But in last week's episode of uh, April Fool's Day, one of the like producers or something comes up to one of the women that was working on the, the, the shoot near the end of the shoot. And he's like, uh, he inferred that she got fat. And she was like, well, you shouldn't have had such a good caterer. And I'm thinking like, April Fool's Day had a caterer? <laughs> right. How'd they, how'd they manage that? I don't know, but I mean, I just love the fact that, first of all, that she clapped back so well, and, so. but also the fact that they had more than mayonnaise or ketchup sandwiches there. I mean, it wasn't a trauma. Well, it's not a, I was going to say, it's not a trauma production. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people just, there. Just plain cheese on white bread. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, Kyle, um, what are you sipping on, buddy? Oh, I, I, I it's uh, this takes place in Los Angeles, and I had a Pacifico in the fridge, and Cerveza just reminds me of my good old days out in L.A. Pacifico was my was my go-to, was your go-to then Modelo, then Corona, and then oh no, I'm sorry, Tecate, and then Corona. Tecate before Corona, yeah, I, yeah. I can see that. But now, I, I mean, but that's just that was Come, just says the, the guy who was just drinking a fucking Rolling Rock during the crush. Megan picked this what one for me. On? It is uh, Urban Artifacts astronaut food and it is a my hands have not gotten larger it is literally oh, eight fluid game. ounces because 15 percent it's oh. a freeze-dried fruit tart ale and i don't know how you're actually what? supposed to drink this because it's um it's like drinking a fucking gogurt that can get you drunk that's that's bonkers i i almost want to bring you one next time i we didn't know see they could sell other. eight eight ounce 15 what? this was very very expensive for it being yeah. um for critters three this was probably <laughs> the, the full budget of critters three right in my hand here guys um I, I also couldn't i just didn't get out in time to get a beer because then before the snow came too so i'm glad i had at least a pacifico in my fridge but that looks nuts it's is it, i think it, it needs it? it tastes good it's just the consistency is it's very thick is it thick? I mean, I like yeah. I like peach flavored things. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm also taking the tiniest little sip, so it doesn't feel 15% to me. But um, right. I I don't know if I would suggest it. It's not as bad as a hard Mountain Dew, though. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Well then. We have so to do Matt, a ranking end of year ranking. And, ooh man, that's a lot of work. But we can that's make Matt go back and find out what we were drinking. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the sober dude to to the the, the Tito Taylor to find out what beers we drank for the Please. last 52 episodes the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? 
If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. So Matt, what are you after after making this poor life decision? Um, what other poor life decisions are you gonna make tonight? So, before I say the movie, I'll say, look, director of this movie is a fucking monster, and I apologize. But oh no, I wanted to watch another movie, arguably a better movie. Not arguably, it's a better movie, <laughs> a better movie. That involves a bunch of people in an apartment complex trying to escape a killing machine. So I went with Hardware uh, as the double feature who's for the, this. Who's the That's a Richard Stanley. Stanley. That's a Richard oh, Stanley's yep. first oh, yep. first movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yep, uh, a movie that up until recent revelations was on my long list, and then I yep. said, ah. <laughs> uh, and you know the funny thing is, is that we discussed that in Reddit Horror Club in the first. It was like one of the first months, ones. I want to say that was my yeah. first experience with hardware, and um, well, it's a not a bad film. I yeah, it, it can stay in. Yeah, I can live a happy life, never seeing it again, though. It's yeah, not, yeah, I'm not, it's... I'm not like, man, this show real. You know what this show needs? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of hardware. Yeah. All right. So how about you, Scott? Um, I am gonna go with The Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh, <laughs> very. Because nice. both of them Perfect. are voracious. The Kreitz and the <laughs> Kreitz eat people and. Uh, Leo eats all the drugs. Well, and, you know, with this movie being approximately like an hour and ten minutes and that one being three hours long, when you watch them back to back, it's, it's, it's like you've movie. watched two, two movies, yeah, normal it's... length movies. Yeah, <laughs> like... exactly. Kyle? Um, I'm going to go with Munchies. Uh, Are you munchies. really going to go with Munchies? Because we've done that on this show, and it's not it's not it's a, a, it's it's a, a winner. And... Okay, I'll go with Munchie. <laughs> no, Munchie's even fucking worse because wait, wait, wait. Is Munchie Munchie's the one? Munchie's Dom DeLuise is the voice, and it's a kids' movie. <laughs> oh, I remember that. But don't that are the don't they like jive talk and Munchies? They well, I can't remember. I man, I watched all the of those once and, and then they... let them dump out of my brain. Bullshit! Um, you watched Munchies more than once because but once because you made me watch it. No, didn't you pick that? Or did Brian pick it? No listeners voted on that one. That was oh, a well, that you was when we went to bitches. That was but that was so early in the show. That's when it was literally like three host picks and a listener emailed oh, list man. before we regulated that to a month. We and said, All right, I want to I want to be very clear that that was my decision. That has nothing to do with Matt. Matt is a sweet person <laughs> who believes in you, listeners. I know better. <laughs> you guys it, was, it was make that decision or lose Scott on the show. Entirely. No. <laughs> uh, all it was right. A very complicated time in our lives. It was. It was not a great time. Also, I'll ask this question on the air. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Um, I was. <laughs> I was thinking that now that it's been, you know, eight years and X amount of different co-hosts, do we ever want to look at like? our first 50 episodes and be like, man, we should maybe consider doing this again. The movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. We can do uh, the so first Maybe 50. we'll do that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll put Wait, together a list of the, the first, first 50. Wait, did Brian, when did Brian hit? Did he hit after 100? 
He hit in like 125 or something like that. Well, then we could just say whatever we want in the first 100. There's some fucking yeah. gold in there that I, I... But the thing is, here's my caveat, is I want Brian back. So we need we need Brian back. We need the four of us, us and I think mm -hmm. that we'll just put together a list, and every once in a while, as a as a bonus for being part of the Facebook group, we'll just put it up as a poll. Hey, which which one of these five options would you want us nice. to do a a re a reviewing of? But Matt, then the next question, the final is the final question. The final um, question. Blah, 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 yeah, that, that dollars, was their original. That was the original lyric, and then their producer came in and was like, "Ah, it doesn't have enough pep, y'all." Um, it's exactly what he sounded like. Um, anyway, we need so, some urgency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's where that's where the synth came in. So, Matt, um, what do you want to uh, pimp today on the show? Well, you know, it's a it's a tiny indie film that really could use some help. Uh, the Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, saw Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania. I think I'm the only one on this call that's seen it at this point. I just wait until they hit. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't so, do Marvel movies in theaters because so, they're too fucking long now. So I'll give you this: hour fifty. Like it is by Marvel standards, it's a fucking short movie. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's an eighty minute or compared to, <laughs> to, the, to their usual. It's not the best movie they've ever made. It's certainly not the worst movie they've ever made. But I will say that I thought Quantum Mania was a nice sigh of relief after what I thought was like a very strenuous Phase Four. Like if yeah, this phase is four was like pretty bad. Like, if this is, like, setting up what Phase 5 is going to be, it's like, all right, well, Kang's a badass as a villain. It was funny. It, it's Honestly, Scott, I think you're going to love it because I – you're going to love it for the same reason that I loved it and Jonathan hated it, which – well, Jonathan didn't hate it. Jonathan was lukewarm towards it. But um, it just feels like a Star Wars movie. Like, the whole – like, it feels like a good mm. Star Wars movie because uh, it's just – a bunch of different crazy alien creatures and like it's kind of goofy but then it gets like actiony it's it's the most that ant-man has felt like it's part of the guardians of the galaxy world where it's like really bizarre and out there so i had fun with it it's definitely not a masterpiece shut your brain off have fun uh and i mean everyone in their mom should be doing worshipped. yeah Everyone in their mom is correct in praising Jonathan Major's performance. The dude is just a fucking beast. In oh, these he's films the and best. He's, yeah, he's going to continue to be for the next like I don't know seven years that he's going to be showing up in every one of these movies. Um, dude's going to get then, rich. And you know, I made a joke about you know trying to help out the small guy. So in all seriousness, I do want to help out a smaller company, um, Apple TV, which. Has <laughs> Man, I hope the, the listeners have made hurting. it this far because all the jokes are in the fucking like bumper right now. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I I just I was talking to someone about it the other day. I was texting Scott about it a little bit the other day. I was texting Chris from One Hit Thunder. Apple TV, unfortunately, because like they put out like one show at a time or whatever. Like no one has Apple TV, but I have now watched. I watched Ted Lasso when it was airing at the, the time that this is coming out to have it. Yeah. Like at, at the time that I'm recording the, at the time this is coming out, the third season of Ted Lasso has begun. Um, so if you're, if you're getting Apple TV to watch Ted Lasso for the third and final season, while you're doing that may, might I also recommend with that month or two that you have the app, uh, severance is fucking unbelievable. Uh, oh, and yeah, I'll do Matt a quick short pitch on that. <laughs> And I just started watching Acapulco, 
which is also like in that exact same vein as Ted Lasso, where it's just like fucking feel good, wholesome television. So the super quick elevator pitch on both uh, Severance is like a super high concept sci-fi series uh, about an office building that implants a chip that splits your brain. And when you walk into the office building, you have no memory of who you are outside of that building. You only know of the work that you do. And then the second you leave the office, you have no memory of what you do for work at all. Um, and like eight hours of your life has just like vanished in the blink of an eye. Consensually? Uh, like yes, you do have to agree. Yeah, yeah, you have to agree to the yeah, process. Yeah, okay. But like the show follows the main character is Adam Scott, and it follows as he's like on the outside world. He's lost his wife. He's a depressed, grieving man, and that's why he agreed to this because he wanted the eight hours, not thinking about it. Um, but in the office, he's like the peppy, like everything's great kind of guy. But mm. as things dig deeper, like no one knows what they do there or what their job is or what their purpose is or what they're, and they become more and more curious about like, who are they outside of that building? And it starts to create this crazy split personality disorder with every single character. And it's mm. like watching the descent into me. It kind of gives me a lot of like, um, it almost reminded me in a weird way of like, <laughs> how do I word this? You know, the Daniel isn't real poster. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's like yes. if that poster was a show. Yeah, <laughs> like, right on. Um, so it's I highly recommended. And then Acapulco is literally just like this nice little show, half in Spanish, half in English, about uh, it's it's almost like the Princess Bride. It's a it's a great uncle telling his nephew the story of how he became so rich. But it's all about him being a teenager in the 80s working at this like resort that's on the border of the United States and Mexico. And like it's just a very sweet, like fantastical romance coming of age story. But like I'm like four or five episodes in and it's just like, oh, this is great. Like they're just like 30 minute warm hugs every episode. <laughs> so uh, recommend both of them. It, it was the perfect thing to put on after Severance, where I was like, okay, yeah, my brain just broke for, for nine episodes, and now I just feel happy again. <laughs> uh, all right, who wants to go next? Scott, Kyle, fight it I'll, out. I'll do it. <laughs> um, so Megan and I watched um, a not very recent movie. I think it was from like 2017, maybe. Um, but it's called The Age of Adeline. Have you guys heard of it? No. no. It's a... Um, fantasy sci-fi let's just call it a sci-fi drama romance um okay. it's starring blake lively also known as ryan reynolds wife um also known as my wife's other wife conceit of the movie is that adeline played by um blake lively is forever young because of a um freak accident in the 30s i want to say her and her daughter was like eight years old or something like that um and so she stay blake lively stays 28 or something like that forever and um it kind of does a little bit of history of uh, and it does the interesting thing where it goes from the, the present and then it goes back in time to explain kind of more interesting details. The The idea is that it's in modern time mostly um, and uh, Adeline has never really been able to have a regular life because she's afraid that 
if people found out that she was immortal that and forever young too i mean it's not just immortal it's like she does not age she would become a test subject because like right when she right after that happened um like they almost caught her and took her in and this was like in the 30s or early 40s something like that so um she spent you know 80 years or something like that 70 years just every 10 years every six years or whatever it is she takes on a new persona and then she meets this guy and she's like and her daughter who is now in her 80s or late 70s something like that is like you've never had love in your life and why wait any longer um because you're she she says something like the effect of like you're not getting older and she's like no i'm not <laughs> it's it's a really good movie it's like a good movie right but it also has this pro i had this problem with it where i was very frustrated by the actions written for adeline i understand that she was kind of in a position where she had to do these things and she wasn't a bad person she was just kind of she just made decisions that i didn't like and and she reacted to people in ways that i didn't like so um i would give it a uh 7.5 out of 10. um i okay. was very happy to watch it megan loved it i love spending time with my wife and i love when she loves movies so check it out if you if you got somebody that you want to spend a, a nice two hours with and just be feel good so kyle hit us up take us home i watched heavy metal from 1981 for the first is your time first watch nice. today oh, nice. it, man that was oh i didn't know it was an anthology mm-hmm. i don't really think i knew or understood completely what it was um but le- like comic book movies are a totally different thing now right and it kind of like gave me this warm fuzzy feeling of like oh comic book movies are not just like marvel like they're not just you know i i just i didn't i didn't necessarily grow up on comics or comic book movies even really for that matter like it was not really in my wheelhouse and actually doing horror finds probably introduced me to more comics than anything else in in my life um so horror comics or you know dark fantasy or sci-fi any interesting shit is cool so like seeing you know seeing dan o'bannon uh as a, a, as one of the writers uh but then also seeing bernie wrightson as one of the writers of the stories and then realizing that it's going to be an anthology and then i mean it's also like i don't know the animation's cool um it's weird it's sexy it's like dark it's i love particularly the first segment which the name I'm totally spacing, Harry something, where they do this 2031 dystopian New York where, like, I just I just was obsessed with what that looked like. And then it kind of, like, it kind of fades for me as it, far as, like, it interest. It's welcome a little bit to a certain extent. But th- I, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about heavy metal that when I finish watching it, I almost want to put on Creepshow 2 afterwards like it has like a similar like anthology animation style mixture happening with it but um yes yeah it's yeah it's a good movie it's it's fun though it's it's popular for a reason yeah no i i and i was like you know the the i guess the first time i heard about it was when we did our documentary and then i had to pull clips from it and then never watched i just hadn't watched it uh you know and that was fucking five six years ago now so like i finally just we had a snow day here hunter was down for a nap (laughs) 
I was going to take a nap myself, but I was like, I'll just put something on. And then I ended up staying up and watching heavy metal and it was, it was fun. It was a fun experience. So on to heavy metal 2000. Nice. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that was Critters 3 as brought to you by your favorite boys over here at Horror Movie Night. Uh, we're so close to episode 400. I, I mean, at the time you're hearing this, it's already been recorded. We we done did Creature Feature. We were doing it live, and it was a good time. But I oh, isn't that partially why you chose Critters Three? Because it's Yoda Brothers. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been a good explanation. But no, run it back, run it back. <laughs> but we will be back with even more horror movie night next week. listening to the Geekscape Network.